0: Back on in to another edition of the Declaration Podcast. My name is Ty Declare. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Ooh. Yeah, let's go. Welcome on in. Hope this show finds you well. It's Monday evening for me. First, I'd like to thank Patreon over in the squad. We have Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan. Matt Naif at Matt Naif and Boyan Antonoff at Boyan V. Antonoff. Thank you all so much. Over in the Angels, we have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. You know, go do your part. Go pick up some litter. Give the world a hug today. Also, I'd like to thank Mason Tim at MT underscore T underscore RMT. Go we'll get your body right. Go we'll get a massage from the best damn massage therapist in the Ottawa area if you want to support the show head on over to patreon.com/ the declaration online love to have you over there and uh, this coming week <laughs> I guess we're having a uh, an unofficial patron patreon uh, patrons there you go patrons retreat to Halifax where a bunch of the guys are coming out to uh, to visit Halifax for the first time while we're here and um going to show them the new house, show them how I live. It'll be a really, really good time and first time seeing them all since the pandemic, so it'll be it'll be much needed. For the mental health check this week, I ended up having a week of vacation, which was very nice. It was very restful. I started the week with um, you know, just doing some cleaning, getting the house ready. As a friend of the show, guest of the show, Caleb Oliver, you know, made clear is one of the best things you can do is, you know, make sure you're coming back to, you know, a clean house, a made bed. Um, nothing better than getting home and, you know, coming home to that. And I agree. I really appreciated coming home to a clean house. That was awesome. Also, thanks to Joe for dog sitting and house sitting. It was much appreciated. Little Dee Dee missed us, but she did a great job. Joe And it was great. It was a great little time. Um, I got tons of ocean time. The weather was fantastic. I read a book. If you haven't read Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man by Emmanuel Acho, I highly recommend it. It's a very good read, a very digestible read, um, and just an informative and necessary read in today's climate and just everything. I I really enjoyed the read it, it was very insightful and you know it gave me a lot to think on and gave me a lot more suggestions for uh next next reads and things like that so I was very very happy to read through that and finish that off first book that I've actually read cover to cover in a while and you know I, that definitely was nice and it did feel like you know for a long time there with the reading and you know it's still there is there's a bit of a block, a bit of resistance that I'm finding there. And I'm finding resistance just in different areas that, you know, maybe just resistance is a bit more pronounced in these certain areas. And we'll get we'll get more into resistance as the show goes on. But for now, you know, just seeing, whether it be using my phone a lot, what I'm eating, what I'm thinking, um, my motivation to do things. It, something just feels... I guess different and it's just a bit off. So it's definitely something that I'm trying to pay some more attention to. And like I said, the vacation was great. Ocean, books, family, um, just a great getaway. But even with that, my routine, my, you know, my set schedule, the consistency that, you know, is great for for mental health for for order for not chaos that seems to be something that's changed and change isn't a bad thing but I'd like to have consistency if I'm going to have some changes uh um, yeah so journaling keeping track self awareness is tough when you keep it in your own head and for me I know when I'm journaling I'm staying on top of things, and I feel much more organized, much more, I guess, future focused. Um, journaling has not been something that I've been doing consistently. I know the last two shows, really, we've been talking about sleep, and you know, I'm gonna keep a a sleep journal, and you know, keep, stick with these things. I just haven't done it, and you know, typically, I'm a if I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. But I really noticed throughout the pandemic is Sometimes that malaise can just sit on you more thick than usual. And it can be tough to live up to the expectations we set on ourselves and just really do what we say we're going to do if we're not having the same discipline in all facets of our life and having that consistency. Um, But, you know, big t- it's not about changing a lot right? Big changes aren't really realistic or repeatable. It's the small things that we can do to get back on track. And like I said, I was having a lot of success tracking the the e-pass, the doing something emotionally, physically, academically, spiritually, and socially for yourself each day. Today, I I did journal today for something emotional for myself. For physical, I did softball. For social, I also did softball. It was great to see everyone again. And have a good laugh, have a good play. For my academic, I listened to a podcast today, which really helped me frame myself up for a fantasy football podcast. So or, or not a podcast, sorry, a uh a draft. So that's great. Good on me for really spending my time for the important hobbies. Um and for spiritual, I did some visualization before I did uh my softball game just to try and get myself in the right headspace. And when I was even playing, I was trying to, you know, calm myself back down, telling myself, be here now after a deep breath and trying to draw my attention back, you know, to me. And if I don't do these things consistently, I'm not going to get consistent results. Um, It's going to be harder to want to, to do it. It's going to be harder to get Into the right state of mind to do these routine things that I want to do. And as I think about it, it's very, very similar to my first depressive episode. And I thought that a good idea for today would be for me to kind of walk everyone through the timeline of my first depressive episode, some things that I learned through that some of the similarities that I'm seeing in my own life right now from that and kind of how I'm trying to aim myself moving forward. So, really, I don't know when depression truly started for me. I'm sure if I squint, I could find it throughout all my childhood and, and throughout all that. But really, the difficulties that I had started... uh. We'll say it we'll say early 2013 I had just uh broken up with my ex I had just um you know I, I we just had a football head coaching change we were doing three practices a day in full pads in the spring um school was wrapping up for that year but really I wasn't all the way into it I was just in a different place mentally you know I was staying in my buddy's dorm room who opened up his dorm to me once, you know, I broke up and had to move out and all that. So I was in a big place of transition in my life. And it led to me just taking a step back and retiring from football. And like I said, there there's there's injuries, there's other things that got that influenced that decision. But at the end of the day, I just didn't have the motivation to play anymore. It, like I I wasn't getting enjoyment from it like I used to. It was a chore. And once I quit football, you know, it I felt this kind of overwhelming sense of, well, this is a new chapter. What's going to happen? And knowing that hey, I got to be the person who's you know, pushing me to go and work out and to stick to these routines now that this is out of the way. And I and I knew that. Yet as these days ticked by, my sleep schedule creeped in the wrong direction. I ended up fully reverse cycling where I'm up all night, asleep all day. I'm missing classes. I actually slept through an exam one time. Um, Had to make up that and and uh, thankfully everything worked out in the end. But I just wasn't in a good place there. My workouts had more or less stopped. At least consistent workouts had stopped. And that, you know, continued. We we got ended up getting an apartment together, the people that let me stay in their dorm. And that summer, they all went home. I ended up staying there. I was hoping to get um, a job lined up, but that didn't start for another couple months because I had to get uh, security clearance for it. So basically for a month and a half, two months, I sat in this very hot apartment with a very very sore back, uh going to the chiropractor 3 days a week as my only real outing, going home, watching Netflix, eating food. That was my life. And as I know now, you know, a routine like that it's just going to lead you to depression. Um like I said, in that routine I just described there, what am I doing for myself emotionally or academically or physically or socially? I was really, really putting myself in a corner and making things difficult for me with my routine, which flash forward to today, kind of doing the same thing. So as that summer went on, my back got better. I started to get back into the gym. I started to eat, you know, quote unquote better. I, that's when I was trying to do a, a ketogenic diet because, you know, I had ballooned up to like 240 and on my five, eight and a half, you know, five, nine frame, not a great 240. And from there lost some weight, you know, down to like 215, 220. I was liking what I'm seeing in the mirror. This is great. But because of the certain eating habits that I had, There was this thing called a carb night where for six and a half days a week, you know, you're eating ketogenic, which means like super low carbohydrate or sugar. So I'm eating less than 30 grams of carbohydrates a day. And then one night a week after a workout, I can just eat whatever I want. Physiologically, you know, it helps to put, um, refill your glycogen reserves in your muscles it's, you know, I mean, you do it in the evening, it's more difficult for your body to um, to really spike the insulin as much uh, when no, this is totally bro science. I'm sorry. But, you know, it's harder for your body to uh, really have a big insulin boost in the evenings. So basically you're able to process the sugars a bit better. Um, and really just that one night of increased carbohydrates, it's not going to balloon you back up. But it helps to kind of like recharge, rev the engine a bit, and then you continue on with doing the more and more keto. What happened was, as you know, with my all or nothing perfection type attitude, as soon as I wasn't sticking to that ketogenic routine 100%, my carb nights increased tenfold, where every night I'm eating as many carbohydrates as i can whether it be pizza, donuts, chips, pop, whatever i am just consuming. i put back on all the weight that i had lost. um again, my routine out the window. there was no consistency. my all or nothing thinking prevailed. i was very down on myself, um i had a very poor self-image, body dysmorphia, um like i said the almost like the bulimic type um, eating with the compensated behavior afterwards of trying to make up for it, trying to work out, failing on that, eating more, all the while mood disorder in the background, right, just causing me with no motivation to really take that change. It just all kept cycling, and it was difficult. It was heavy. It wasn't a great time. So that went on until. Hmm, I would say about 2015 and in 2015, I really started to get my life back together. I I was consistent in my job. I was finishing up school. I was going to the gym and then I started to dial in my eating. And I did that by addressing my relationship with myself. I was doing more self-affirmations, more self-compassion work, trying to work on not taking things so black and white all the time, but just you know, realize that, like Voltaire says, perfection is the enemy of good. So trying to find that good, not trying to find the perfection. Once I got my eating back down, once I got my routine in, and once I started to implement strategies to improve my sleep, once my sleep improved, I would say that that's when I truly came out of that first depressive episode. And that's all great. And, you know, it ha- it lasted for a while. I had a great summer. That's when I moved back home as well. And then, you know, from there, latest to today. Yay, look at us. We've skipped a couple of years. And. As I think back on that, I can, I'm able to identify a few triggers for myself that really brought on that depressive episode and, um, you know, triggered just the difficulties that I was having. Number one, stress. Stress is a huge trigger for a lot of us. And I found that my stress tolerance, my ability to effectively and appropriately manage the stress in my life was not there. Um, my stress strategy was to watch the office in my room. And to isolate and to not clean or work out or anything like that. And even today, I can I can see that as I have those days where I want to do nothing. All I want to do is fire up Xbox and ignore my responsibilities. And that's not... It's, it's not repeatable. It's not the right routine that I want to fall into. Aside from the self-doubts and... Just like in that negative self-concept that I had. The other trigger that I noticed was the timeline of me leaving home and living on my own. So I left my home around 2010. And if I really squint, you know, 2011 was about when I started to feel... The depressive type symptoms that I started to order a bunch of pizza, eat my feelings, and have my routine thrown off. That's when it started, but it didn't really hit me and take hold until about 2013. So, from 2010, you know, mid-2010, to about mid-2015, about five years of this depressive cycle and I moved home in 2016 and I'd say about a year into that is when I started to notice the depressos, the eating concerns, the mood concerns start to pop up again. And I mean, it was this 155th episode of the show. You can go back and you know listen to some of my things that I've spoken about. On my, you know, my, on my upbringing, my childhood, just the difficulties I've had. Um, I know that living at home, leaving home, it's always been a trigger for a lot of the things in my life. And I left home again um, the second time at the end of 2018. So 2019, 2020, 2021. So we're about year three now of me living away from home. And in that time, there's been similarities. I've already touched on a few of them. I'm not going to go into, you know, overly too much depth, but again, it's that stress management, negative self-image, um the disordered eating and just the the lack of motivation and just the impact that that has on my routine. Now, thankfully for that as well, is I can learn from the past, right? So these things are similar. So I can learn that hey, once I started to really tune into my routine and worked on my sleep, took the time for me to do these self compassion exercises, and just you know not make big sweeping changes but change the little things you know just making one decision at a time that leads me towards you know uh, give me the best chance of being the best me. It's those little things that we do that make the big changes. And when I make those little changes, that's when I find success. And it's hard to, I guess it's hard to look back and be like, oh, I'm super happy that I was super sad and just depressed for, you know, a big part of my life. But it's an opportunity. And learning through these difficulties and the differences that I've seen between, you know, this time and, and last time and and all the, the episodes and the difficulties that I've gone through is each of these things is a learning moment. Especially if I find that I'm encountering the same themes in my life over and over. It's when we can be self-reflexive and take the time for us. We can make these small changes. So maybe might be sitting there right now and you're like, okay. So I, Okay, yeah, I got got you. Small changes, that's what you gotta do. Cool. What how do I know what these changes are? Like, where do I find this in my own life? And I hear you. Thankfully. Okay, but let me take one quick step back and we'll get there. So I mentioned resistance earlier. If you're new to the show or if this is the first time you're hearing this term resistance. Resistance is what I like to describe as that invisible force. That stops you from getting out of bed. And instead you just hit the snooze button and go back to sleep. Resistance is the thing that you you feel as you're leaving to go to the gym or, you know, this, that, that opposition, that energy. I don't like the word energy, but, you know, it's that, it's that force that's present when you're going to take that step. Resistance can be a compass. What I mean by that is the things that we don't want to do, the things that we find super difficult, that feel like a lot of work, typically change is right on the other side of that work. If you want to read more on resistance, I highly, highly, highly recommend the book. The War on the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, amazing book. It's great for anyone who wants to create or who just really is into, you know, self-reflection and wants to learn more about resistance. It's a great, great read. It's very easy, very profound, um, a great perspective changer. Anyways, using this as a compass now. When we feel this resistance in certain areas in our lives, that can help us to understand, hey. This is where I'm feeling resistance. That that means that on the other side of that resistance is where I'm going to find where I need to be, what I need to do, and can help you move in the right direction, right? For me, I'm feeling the most resistance in the mornings with my routine and, you know, going for a nice walk in the morning, getting some sun, getting going in the mornings. I'm finding resistance with my routine and you're doing something consistently, I find it's a bit chaotic still in my routine. I'm finding consistent exercise difficult, you know, or before I'm doing a hundred pushups across a hundred days consistently, or, you know, having a regular gym routine. I'm finding it difficult to remember that, you know, Hey, let's work out today or what I want to do. It's just haphazardly one thing at this time. And then no real follow-up. It's, it's kind of all over the place. It's, it's disjointed it's it's not organized exercise in any way. I'm also seeing resistance with just my eating habits where I'm just you know I'm just eating I'm just eating that's best way to describe it um so i I want to be aware of that. I want to feel that resistance and understand that resistance that I'm feeling towards whether it be eating healthier. Or not eating everything. And the other area that I'm really feeling resistance right now as well is with the podcast. And I'm not sure, you know, if if you're a regular listener, if you've seen a difference in the show at all over the last, you know, month or so. But I have been finding it more difficult to come up with topics to really, I guess, just deliver what's in my head into an audio format i'm I'm finding more and more difficulty with that and you know also definitely some imposter syndrome like what else do i really have to contribute to to this but again this whole show is not about knowing everything the show is not about being perfect the show is just about being real and talking about what we're going through because it's 2021 and it's a tough time to be a human and this is definitely an area that i'm also feeling that resistance So, I know that on the other side of that, it's again the person that I want to be, the person, things that I need to go through to take that next step for me. So, one of the ways that we can really help ourselves with resistance and, you know, finding this as a compass is journaling, 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 journaling. At least for me, when I journal, I'm more organized point blank, period. I haven't been journaling. I felt very disorganized. I journaled today. I already felt more organized. So I'm going to try and find a way to journal more. And my hopes is with a consistent journal, I can find consistencies in the other areas of my life. And with those consistencies in other areas of my life, I'm hoping that that leads to changes in my patterns, in my behaviors, in my feelings, in my mood. And slowly but surely, through small, attainable changes, we're going to get this train back on the tracks. Not that it's off the tracks at all. Really, it's just the train's the difficult right now. And, yeah. I'm not going to go into a big train analogy. What I want to say is, where is the resistance in your life right now? What areas are you finding difficult to make progress in? Where are you finding you're talking yourself out of doing something or getting in your own way? Wherever those areas are, I just invite you to reflect on that to see if it makes sense why you're having difficulties in those areas. And I'd like you to imagine what your life would be like once you've moved through that difficulty and you've accomplished what you want to accomplish where would you be how would you feel what would you be doing and as we can reflect on that and understand that more we can take those steps those small attainable steps to just finding a routine finding consistency finding discipline and being thankful the whole time that we have the chance to make these changes in our lives and just continue to look for those opportunities for growth, for reflection and not let our ego get in the way or anything like that. Right. So I've been rambling for 28 minutes, so I'm going to wrap it up. If you listen to this point, I thank you so much. I hope that, um, you know, wherever you, this show finds you today is, I think we can always use a reminder to use the tools we have at our dis- disposal and to find routine, to find consistency and whatever that looks like for you is, you know, only New York going to know that. So reflect on it, do what you can for yourself today. Go find yourself a way to show yourself some love today. Share the show with a friend. If you think they'd like it, they jive with it. Love to have them as a listener on the show and yeah um, keep up on Facebook The Declaration Online send an email if you have a show idea or a topic you want me to go into at TheDeclarationOnline at gmail.com follow me on Instagram Declare 44 do the thing <sighs> yeah um, I'll let you get back on with it have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your week here let's find consistency, let's find routine let's find that discipline and take those small attainable steps. Have a great one. Bye-bye.